Hey, top fans, it's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. Thursday night means I got my co-host with me, Jackson. What are we doing tonight? Are we what what do we do on Thursdays? I mean, we just ramble on. People get on and I mean we post it Saturday and people just listen to, to us ramble, apparently. Hey, there you go. Yes, yeah, so we just ramble on, right? It's the weekly review. Right? Yes, sir. All right, Jackson. So start us off. Who do you got first? Who do I got first? How about those Seattle Mariners? Woo! Yes, you're taking Still. me out of that one, but yes, tell me, tell me, tell me. I mean, they're they're creeping up. They have the second wild card spot currently. I think they're a game back, a game and a half back of Toronto. Um, I mean, they're surging over their last ten. They they took two out of three from the Yankees, split with the Angels, but then took two out of three from the Yankees again. And they're playing up next. They got Texas Angels again, Oakland, and then the Nationals. So they have they have a chance to just go on another huge run here. This is really big for them. A lot of not very good teams left. They play the Tigers. The Guardians are okay, but they play the Braves and the Padres a little bit down the stretch, but then they get the Angels and the A's again and the Royals and the Rangers. So I, I, I'm feeling good saying that Seattle has a pretty good chance of sticking around. They might. They may. I talked to somebody today, and it was interesting. I was talking to them over the phone, and they were saying how much they were excited that, that Seattle might drop. They just don't want Seattle in the playoffs. I'm like, but it's good for Seattle. I mean, what are you going to do? Move the team to Vegas or some other place? I mean, come on. It's good for Seattle. I was going to say, Seattle deserves it. It's yeah. In 21 years, guys. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm going to stick around into that topic that, that you just touched. And how about the Baltimore Orioles? Uh, so every Orioles fan that I know is wondering how in the world this is happening. Right. They were supposed to lose 100 games this season, and now all of a sudden they're 58 and 53. I think they lost today, 58 and 53, and they got a wild card spot. So if the season were to end today, they'd be in the wild card spot. <laughs> I mean, they we're talking wild card spot on. Of course, this is Thursday. We're filming this on August 11th. It'll drop on on Saturday, August 13th. But you know, are you kidding? Right by now, we would have expected them to be mathematically eliminated instead of the Angels. Yeah, I mean, credit to their front office and yes. their player development for, you know, and good for them for not pushing the deadline, you know. Just because they're they're successful doesn't mean you need to buy in. It, they've been very patient. It's still paying off for them, you know. They they have a good young core. I mean, they're sitting ahead. They're looks like they're a game up on Minnesota and three games up on the White Sox. Yep. They're tied with Boston right now tonight, so they're five games up on them. And then there's not really anyone else chasing them. And I, right. Truth, truth be told, of what I've watched baseball this year, Baltimore's looked better than the White Sox and a lot more consistent than Minnesota. I'll tell you that. So I'm telling you, I, I you know, I told uh, uh, Orioles fan earlier today that I would, I'm a closet Orioles fan. I look up, I mean, every morning I check the scoreboards and obviously I, I watch the Dodger games, but I check the scoreboards. And first thing I look for is did Baltimore win? I'm kind of a closet fan right now. What can I say? I mean, got to hop on the bandwagon. I mean, they got the classic logo, the classic uniforms. Choo choo. I mean, hop it on the train. I think an underrated fact is they're 33 and 21 at home. Them them moving the left field wall, I think, has helped their pitching out a lot. Yeah. Uh, despite the gripes from you know the the Yankees because they used to just tear up 
Camden Yards now. That's where their their fly balls go to die. <laughs> but you know, good for good for the organization to make a, a positive change. You know, if you're going to change it up, at least do something positive for your club. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, what you got for number two on me? Number two. I mean, going to be my Braves homer. They didn't have a very good weekend against the Mets, so we're going to skip that part. I'll just say. Congrats, Mets fans! You took four out of five. Not not a fun week in the baseball, but how about the Braves calling up another top prospect straight from Double A, and Vaughn Grissom? Yes. yes, I heard about that yesterday. Yeah, hits a home run this in the seventh inning of uh, last night's game at Fenway Park and puts on one of the biggest bat flips I've ever seen. And to his own admission, he said he kind of blacked out and didn't know he bat flipped that hard until you know they went back and showed him on the iPad. So of course, it, it's a great, it's another one of those classic baseball moments. Again, lots of good young players coming up and I like teams being aggressive and calling guys up from double A. He started the season in high A row was tearing the cover off the ball. He only played 22 games in double A and had like a 950 OPS. And with, with an injury and a, a vacancy at second base, you might as well call him up and see what he could do. You know? Exactly. I love it. I actually like that. I got a text message from Thomas, um, you know, the Braves fan and, uh, Thomas was telling me that, uh, you know, hey, this guy's getting called up. So I looked him up and I'm like, started in high A ball this year. And now he's he's playing with white baseballs in the show. He doesn't have to, you know, carry his luggage or anything. So good for him. Good for him. Well, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention today. So today is August 11th. We're filming this on August 11th. At current, we're in the fifth inning of the Field of Dreams game where the Reds are are losing to the Cubs. But, man, if you saw that intro, Jackson, did you see that intro that they did this year? I did not. Okay. I posted it in my stories in Top End Rivalry, but MLB just upped themselves from last year. They first had Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. come out of the cornfield, and Jr. asked Sr., you want to play a game of catch? Or you want to have a game of catch? And then about 12 people, 12 dads and sons or moms and daughters or dads and daughters all came in and uh, started playing catch. And then the Reds and the, the Cubs came out. It was, I mean, if you, if you didn't have tears in your eyes, you might want to check the heartbeat. I mean, they did a phenomenal job this round um, of, of what they did. Now rumor has it that they're not doing it next season. I don't know how true that is. Um, that was announced on Bleacher Report today and, you know, maybe Bleacher Report's got something going on. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I uh, I, I heard rumblings that they're going to try to build a permanent sports complex there, a permanent baseball complex. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I had heard rumblings. I also heard rumblings that the Dodgers and and uh, Giants will be playing, where Dodgers would be in their Brooklyn gear and and the Giants would be in their their Polo Grounds gear. So I don't know. It's good for baseball. It's one day or we're not watching the same stadiums and things like that. And it's just kind of reminiscent of baseball. So, I mean, I, I think neutral site games are good for growth of the game. I, I kind of wish the MLB would do that more, you know, play games, you know, maybe, you know, have teams play a series in Las Vegas. You know, they did the Japan series a couple of years ago where Oakland played Seattle and Japan. Why not play Mexico City, play in Puerto Rico? And, you know, if you balance your schedule right, you know, every every team gets a series out there, like – out of their ballpark and you can kind of just kind of split it up a two, three game series and you can just have fun and people can enjoy the game wherever they are. The only thing that, that the only thing that was 
uh, a swing and a miss for the MLB this this go around was the fact because they scheduled the teams, you know, months in advance was the fact that it was the Reds and and Chicago uh, Cubs where both teams have not had the seasons that they anticipated. So it wasn't like last year we had the first place White Sox. The Yankees were out by a game in the in their division at the time when they played last. So, yeah, it is what it is. All right, what you got for me for number three? All right, I want to issue a public apology to the St. Louis Cardinals. I probably pissed them off a couple of podcasts ago. They've gone on an absolute tear. We're calling them the losers at the trade de- deadline for not trading for Juan Soto. I mean, you know, props to them. They've been playing really well. They, they searched in the first place. It kind of helps that Milwaukee's kind of, kind of, what's, what's the word, scuffled a bit, being three and five since the trade deadline. But, you know, props to the Cardinals for kind of powering back in the first place, you know, and they've made up like three games or something like that. Now they're yeah. ahead. So, and yeah. they play the, they play the Brewers this weekend. So. And, and how, uh, how well has this been going for San Diego right now with those two powerhouses? Wow. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's the, the same old philosophy, you know, if you can't pitch, it doesn't matter. It, it's always been like that and it always will be like that. So San Diego's got to, got to figure out the pitching, but credit to the Cardinals for making some sneaky pickups at the deadline on the pitching front. Yes. And, you know, you know, Arenado and Goldschmidt can, can carry your team for weeks at a time. So as long as you're getting solid pitching. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch down the stretch. NL Central's exciting again. It's a race again. Offense sells tickets, defense wins games, right? Yep. So my number three is Homer, right? So we're 10-0. and 0. Dodgers are 10-0 and 0 in the last 10 games. You got to mention that that winning streak. Now, I, I will say this, and I've said this on here before. I'm not as excited about a winning streak as I am about winning series. So I'll take two out of three, three out of four. When you have a two-game series like the Twins, I'd rather get the sweep. But I think that players play a little bit more on edge when they have the streaks than they do when they're just winning series, right? And currently the Dodgers are, what, 16 up on the the Padres um, with, like, 52 games left to play for both clubs. So – and we only play the Padres. Dodgers only play the Padres six more times. So the odds on the Dodgers winning the West is is pretty good. But you, I mean, you got to knock on wood. Anything can happen, right? They can go on a, I mean, the Angels went on a 14-game losing streak this season. We saw that. Dodgers can do that. And and all of a sudden, they pick up, you know, the, the Padres will pick up eight games or nine games and then make it somewhat interesting. But you have to, you have to respect a 10-game winning streak, period, yeah. whichever team it is. Even yeah, the Giants. I, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I agree. It, it It's funny you brought up a losing streak because the last time the Dodgers were this hot were in 2017 when they went on that absolute tear for, you know, a good part of the season. And then they kind of scuffled at the end of August into September. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, they go from August into September. That's where you really got to watch. That's when you want to be playing good baseball because you don't want to have to be trying to pick it back up hitting into the playoffs. You just want to just be ready to go, just business as normal. Business as usual. All right. Do you have one or two? Uh, do you have one or two um, honorable mentions here? I do. I want to oh, talk oh. about uh, Cardinals minor leaguer Chandler Redmond, okay. who did who did something that's only been done once before. Uh, he hit the home run cycle last night 
in the minor league. So he had a solo home run, a two-run home run, a three-run home run, and a grand slam all in the same game. Which after the third, <laughs> after the, remember. yeah, after the third home run, I don't know why you're pitching to him. Just walk. Him. I don't care how many runners on base. You, you can't you can't give up that fourth home run. Yes, agreed. Especially if it happens in that scenario, right? One, two, then a three run, then you know you have the bases loaded, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he so he had four home runs and eleven RBIs and a five hit effort, and he only had half of his team's RBIs. His team scored twenty one runs on twenty one hits. <laughs> My gosh, that's that's an excellent point. I didn't see that stat. I mean. Um, it, and it was double A too. This isn't some like high A game. This is double A, so it's pretty competitive. My only honorable mention on here was we talked about the AL wild card race. We got to talk about the NL because the Braves are there. Obviously, now a week and a half ago, this was a runaway for the Braves. This was no doubt they were going to have that first seat. Now, um, now you see Philadelphia creeping in. Philadelphia is only like three games behind them or three and a half games behind them. So you see Philly creeping in. You see San Diego holding on by, you know, toothpicks and shoestrings. Um, but then you got Milwaukee there. And I mean, the Giants are seven and a half out. It's hard to make a case for them. But overall, um, overall, you know, that that NL East is, like I said before, it's going to be fun to watch because the Phillies and, and Braves still have some series together, right? And, you know, depending on how that turns out, you guys can number, end up as a number two seed. Or it depends on how hot Milwaukee gets in, in San, uh, San Diego, you can miss it, right? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm thinking San Diego is going to miss it. If I, were mentioning, if I were mentioning three teams, I'd say Atlanta, Philly, and Milwaukee. No disrespect to San Diego. But I would assume that that's the direction we're headed. I mean, yeah, I mean, the talk, the talk about the Braves, you know, they had a rough series against the Mets, but luckily for them, the, the Phillies are running into the Mets this weekend. <laughs> so it might be, it might be a chance to, you know, kind of get a little bit more of a gap. They get the Marlins for four who yeah. have not, have not been playing well. And I think they missed Sandy Alcantara. He, he, pitched, he, he, pitched, he pitched last, last night. night. So, I mean, it, it, it might be a really kind of stroke of luck for the Braves to kind of, you know, gain some ground this weekend. Yep. The extra game will help. Uh, Sandy, I would pick San Diego for Milwaukee just based off the fact that I feel like San Diego, despite all the problems they have in the bullpen, their rotation's deep enough. And I just think that the lineups, the thing is, it's pitching wins you games, but it also helps when you can hit. Because if you're a team like Milwaukee, it doesn't help that you know you're pitching holes in the three runs every night and you can't score. That's yeah. also not very helpful. The, the Mets have been doing it for the last couple of years until, you know, this year where they're, they're able to get that clutch hit. But it's like when you can't, it, it loses you a lot of ball games and it's really, really frustrating. So I think if Milwaukee doesn't win the division, I don't think they're in. Yeah. I, I, can, see that, St- I can see St. Louis dropping and maybe sneaking into the playoffs over San Diego, but I can't see Milwaukee. Well, I, you know, it, it just, it's a weird dynamic in that that NL East is going to determine everything, right? Um, I don't know that the Mets are going to get caught. I don't know. I mean, they're seven. They're seven up, I think, on on Atlanta and ten up on Philly. I don't know that they're going to get caught, right? But that NL East will determine everything, right? And yeah. remember, you've got teams like the Marlins that can play very good spoilers, very good spoilers. So, oh, 
yeah, the Marlins like Milwaukee. If they get a bit of offense, they're a dangerous team. They can pitch. Yep. yep. It's all about the bats. <laughs> exactly. Jackson, I think we've got a, a good handle on it tonight, don't you? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, this, this weekend's got a lot of really good baseball on. Yeah, I mean, a lot, especially this weekend. There's a lot of good baseball on this weekend. So, so. it's going to be fun. Well, top fans, as usual, Jackson is our it goes by the handle of Pop Fan Stats Guy on Instagram, and he's just phenomenal. Um, he's got an article that actually will be up in the morning. Um, it talked about the trade deadline, and the way that he put it was phenomenal. Um, we put one up today about Shoeless Joe Jackson, which is awesome. Uh, and then, Jackson, if anybody's going to go and get locker room access or merchandise or anything like that, is there any code that they should use? Use code Jackson and get 10% off a t-shirt. 10% off a t-shirt or a hat or your locker room access, but use code Jackson, all capital letters. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got t-shirts. And if you guys respond well to these t-shirts, we might get some more t-shirts. I don't know. I might just be making stuff up. I don't know. I'm not the merchandise guy, but Hey, I'll make empty promises. Listen, we got, (laughs) we got plenty in the works, Jackson. So thanks for uh, being on and thanks for, for being so awesome, Jackson. And let's talk next week. Yeah. All right. Talk to you soon.